All right, hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Leadership Accelerator podcast. If you are watching this on YouTube at Lead with Adam, you're gonna notice he's in his car again. (laughs) And I just wanna say that's leadership. Leadership is lifestyle, right? Uh, So often people learn the language of leadership before actually developing the lens and the lifestyle of leadership. And if you know me and we've worked together, maybe through a workshop or through uh, one of my speaking engagements, you've learned that I really have a philosophy for leadership. Um, If you haven't heard it before, I'm gonna share it with you, right? Leadership is a lens plus a lifestyle plus a language, all built on the foundation of love, right? The more we love someone, the more effective all of those become. The less we love something, it doesn't matter how great our language is, doesn't matter how strong our lifestyle is with leading others, we're going to consistently lose influence. You might say, why, Adam? Because if we don't love people, we can't lead people, and we definitely shouldn't lead people. So some, some of us, we just need to be uh, praying and, and looking for ways to say, how can I love people more? You know, show me how I can love people more. You know, myself as a man of faith, I'm like, God, give me a heart for your people. Give me a heart for your people. So, uh, again, that's the formula. That's what we're building things off of. Then we have the blue sky leadership strategy, which you're consistently getting exposure to. Now, you know, when I work with a, a, a collegiate coach or when I work with a CEO or a nonprofit owner or a veteran, right, we, we always pull from that blue sky leadership strategy. And here on this podcast, I use that as a way to equip you, okay? So today what we're gonna talk about is we're gonna talk about one of our three specializations, and that specialization within the Blue Sky Leadership Strategy, which is a training and equipping strategy to help high-performing teams and leaders, all right? We are going to pull from mission readiness. Now, before I do that, let let me kind of preface this. I'm in the car, I'm gonna be chatting with you a little bit, because honestly, I have not had a second to sit down and do this kind of stuff. Almost every night this past couple weeks, I've been up till midnight editing and refining my book and going back and forth with my editor and with my publishing manager and then you know, uh, building out the sales funnels and the web pages. I mean, it's been a lot. And I don't feel tired. And you might be like, well, why don't you feel tired? Staying up till midnight, getting up by four or 5 a.m.? It's not because I'm grinding and hustling. It's because in this moment, I am on assignment. And while I'm on assignment for a specific thing that I feel I have to do, that I'm meant to do, there's like this um, really like supernatural grace that comes with that, where I feel that God is empowering me and giving me the energy I need to keep going. So that's a nugget for you right away. Um, Honestly, if we are on assignment, there should be this consistent feeling of just energy and refreshing each day. If that's not happening for you, maybe you're going off of ambition instead of assignment. And if you don't know what I'm talking about and you want to know, Man, I want to encourage you, go to adamfjonesbook.com and grab yourself a copy of my first ever book that I've ever written that I think is fantastic, not because I wrote it, but because of the team that was behind it. Grab yourself a copy of that. Man, it's going to be amazing, amazing stuff, and uh, you'll learn a lot more at that site. So, all right, let's get rolling. So considering leadership is lifestyle, that means we could be able to be in transition in between meetings and we can be encouraging and equipping someone else. We could hop on a phone call. You know, we could think about someone. We could we could start to strategize. And that's what I'm doing with you right now is I'm saying, hey, I'm on the road. Let's chat. Let's do this. All right. So here's what we're going to cover today. I talked about mission readiness. 
Mission readiness is a specialization within our blue sky leadership strategy because we believe that at Kingdom Operatives, we believe that when people are prepared and resilient, that they will begin to attract new promotions. They will begin to upgrade and level up. But this doesn't happen if we are not mission ready. Do you want to improve as a leader, but you're tired of the polished theory and ambiguous talk? Do you want real, raw, unfiltered training that actually works? Well, then welcome to the Leadership Accelerator podcast, where we train high-performing leaders just like you to accelerate their growth by building influential, effective, and resilient leaders and teams using the elements from our Blue Sky Leadership Strategy. In each episode, we'll talk about tactics to lead your team and use failures and lessons from my journey as a former Army Commander and Blackhawk pilot, while also giving you the tips of the high-performance teams and corporations all around the world to help you maximize your influence. If this is something that you have been passionate about and you need to grow in, then we want to help you discover that there is power in your presence and that you are positioned for purpose. My name's Adam Jones, and it's an honor to serve you. All right, so let's get rolling with Penn State. So uh, if you don't know, Penn State is actually my alma mater. So what a blessing it was to finally come back, to be on campus, to walk those grounds again. It's, it's amazing. And you could say it's like nothing changed, but honestly, uh, nothing changed in, in, in terms of like the school spirit, but everything changed in terms of the school because, well, it just keeps expanding. And a lot has happened since I graduated. So here's what's cool. When I was working with the Penn State men's volleyball team, one thing I wanted to discover was a little bit of some of their, their tips and tricks of how they handle pressure. And if you know anything about me, I talk a lot about weapons of mass deception and how there are four weapons that are trying to destroy your peace, purpose, and power. Um, in my book, if you go to adamfjonesbook.com, you're going to see more of what I'm talking about here, right? But either way, there are some weapons. And one of these weapons I call the pressure of performance, which doesn't mean pressure and it doesn't mean performance. It means the two combined. It's actually saying... I feel a pressure to perform for other people in order to find my value and worth, right? It's a very destructive weapon that attacks a lot of high-performing leaders and athletes on all different levels, right? So I wanted to see, how do you guys handle feeling that? Feeling, man, all the pressure is on me right now. I, I want to make sure I still feel worthy, still feel valuable. I don't want to let the team down. How do you handle that? And one of the biggest lessons I learned from them that could sound so simple, but I don't want you to miss this, is the simplicity of their answer, all right? So I talked to three different athletes. I think they were all like team captains or seniors, all individually. Now, Penn State men's volleyball is a phenomenal organization. There's been times where they've had to re really rebuild and figure out what they want their culture to look like. But man, when I was, when I was there right now, th that, was, that was some top performing athletes. Those were some real leaders who had a love for the game and each other, and it was an honor to talk to them. And here's what I learned. So guys, how do you handle pressure? What do you do when you're in the middle of the game and all of a sudden you just feel like, man, I have all this pressure on me, I'm not playing the way I need to, what do you do next? All three gave me the same answer without hearing what the other one said. Ready for it? They said, all right, and I'm gonna try to remember it, it's been a, it's been a minute now, but they said, Breathwork, 
and reset. Next person goes, breathing and reset. Another person goes, um, breath work and uh, reset. And I remember asking all of them, what is breath work? What is reset? What does it mean to you? You might be like, Adam, you kidding me? You don't know what it means. No, I know what it means. What does it mean to them? As leaders, we got to know what these words mean to them. We, we give so many words, so many phrases, so many policies. What does that even mean to them, right? So I said, explain that to me a little bit. And they all gave me a similar explanation that was personalized for them. So watch this. They were like, you know, uh, breathing is breathing. I don't need to go deeper into that, right? Closing your eyes, taking a breath real quick, big, you know, big breath in, big breath out, that whole thing. But then reset meant something different to each one of them. So they'd say, uh, reset. I said, what does reset mean for you? And he's like, uh, you know, for me, the way I reset is, and then you talk about, you know, I look up at the ceiling and I look at the lights. I take a breath. I look back down. I pick up the ball. I toss it like this. And I'm ready. I'm back in. So see, it's not that we don't feel pressure. It's how do we respond, not react to that pressure. This team is trained to respond. They're trained with the same language personalized to them. Are you catching that? I want you to think about, have you started to prepare yourself to respond to situations in your home and in the workplace? Have you discovered what a trigger could be and then how you're going to respond when that trigger happens? This is intentionality. This is what I call mission mindset and we need it as leaders. So that's our first point. It's having standardized language with personalized meaning. Right? So they know, man, breathing reset. The whole team knows breathing reset. So there's no confusion. See, I think one thing that we do often, especially with teams who are trying to become a high-performing organization, you give too many options. You know, there's an organization I was working with where they changed their values from three values that are easy to remember to I think like six with like a lot of explanation required for each one in order to understand it. That's not a good move. And here's why that's not a good move. Your people aren't going to remember it, so it's not actually going to be modeled, and you're not going to be able to measure it, right? So it's just something to think about. Simplicity. This amazing team gives you two options for how you respond when you feel the pressure on you. Think about that. All right, let's go into our second point for this discussion. I'm going to talk to you about Coach Smetanka with St. Vincent football team. Just an amazing conversation with him. Uh, really, really love his heart for his players. And uh, one thing that I, I really thought was just something great about our discussion that I'd share with you now is when we were talking about each player, he talked more about just their, than, than just their position on the field, but also how he can prepare them for life. That's mission readiness, right? So we see someone on the field and we think, well, how's this going to help them grow in their life? Long term, what's that progression? You know, I was running a master class here in Pittsburgh just a couple days ago. And by the way, if you want to attend one of those, go to Lead With Adam, go to my uh, Instagram or Facebook, message me, and uh, just message me, Rise Together, and I'll get you some information for our next round here on March 11, 2023. But we're talking, and it was cool because the, the one thing that was kind of coming to the surface was this, this challenge of retention. And what I shared with them is some things that I've learned from organizations that had low retention that I've either worked with or that I led, 
right? One of them being a military unit, actually multiple, multiple being military units. Retention was low, engagement was low. And I said, the way we retain people is, is we stop saying we're trying to retain people and we start to progress people. Focus on progression, not retention, and people will be retained, right? They'll, they'll stay because they want to see what happens next. We had similar conversations here um, with, with uh, Coach Matanka, and I thought it was just really great. Like, how can we progress our people, not just on the field, but off of it? So we're looking at ways to help them grow by using events and projects and upcoming initiatives and empowering others with our Blue Sky Leadership Strategy to do that. So it's just something that I really want you to think about, right? Progression versus retention. There's this guy, I think his name's Robert Cialdini, from what I remember, and he's, he, he's like an American psychologist uh, and writer, and he talks about how people actually do what other people are doing. I mean, just think about it. Like, do you remember Halloween? Did you go around trick-or-treating and notice how every house had the same candy? And it was probably all pretty decent, right? You had your, your, um, your Reese's uh, peanut butter uh, cups, and then you had your Snickers, and that was like the real good house, but still a lot of them had it, depending on where you live. And also, depending on where you live, maybe you didn't have all those options. Because again, it was the norm for that location. Here's what, here's what this guy discovered. They were trying to encourage this one hotel to um, everyone who, who was at the hotel to put their towels in the hamper when they were done with it, instead of leaving it wherever they were, right? And one way that they did this is they would say, hey guys, you know, put your towel away. There'd be like a sign saying, could you please put your towel away? That would help us a lot. And then they changed the sign after working with him to, I think I'm just gonna make this up. I apologize, I don't have the answer for you exactly. But it said like 65%, which is a majority, 65% of our guests put their towel away when they're done using it. Thank you for doing the same. And with that, all of a sudden, they saw a huge shift because people said, oh, that's the norm. I want to belong to that norm. There is a a nugget in there for you, all right? When we're trying to encourage our people, if we say, hey, guys, retention's low. We really want to get retention up. What do you think is going to happen to them? They're going to start to say, well, you're lucky to have me, you know? Or they're going to say, well, I'm one of the few who are staying, so if engagement's low, I'm going to lower my engagement. See, they're, they're conforming to the norm. We do this just automatically as humans, right? We just start to progress this way where we go, well, that's what people are doing, so that's what I'm going to do. Well, that's the typical candy for trick-or-treat, so that's what I'm going to do. Think about that in terms of your leadership and how you're encouraging others. You know, are you saying things like retention is low, or are you saying... Hey guys, at this company, a lot of people are starting to really progress. They're starting to see a lot of the things that they're they're working to accomplish come into fruition and I wanna help you do the same. People are gonna go, oh cool, I'm at a company that that values progression, so I'm gonna value progression. That's point number two. Now before we do that, I wanna quick take a commercial break. Um, I'll come right back to you. I just want you to listen to this quick announcement that we have here from Kingdom Operatives and we'll jump right back into the game, all right? Hey, if you are a high-performing leader, a mission-minded man, a mission-minded woman, you're someone who you live your life 
hungry for more and you feel like there has absolutely been something missing in the relationships in your life, that you feel there's a disconnection, you feel maxed out, you feel like you're drifting or that people are drifting away from you and you don't want that anymore, then I want to invite you in to a journey. And I want to provide you with a plan of attack. See, as a former army commander and a Black Hawk helicopter pilot, all of this happened to me as well. And what I realized is I didn't need a manual. I didn't need a book. I didn't need just a conversation with someone. I needed it all. I needed a plan of attack that I could deploy so that I could start to find the freedom that, man, I always wanted. The freedom that I was willing to serve for. The freedom that I was willing to give up free time for. And if that's you, I want to invite you to grab a copy of our book here. Go to adamfjones.com, grab your book, Weapons of Mass Deception, how to detect and defeat the four weapons that are destroying your peace, purpose, and power. You wanna connect to peace? Grab the book. You wanna connect to power? Grab the book. You wanna connect to purpose? Grab the book. Because it's not just a book. It's a plan of attack. It is a transformational message. It's not repeating the typical mantra of focus on yourself, of self-development, but instead, the secret within the book is that when we shift our focus, we find our power. So grab your copy, go to adamfjonesbook.com, and I can't wait to see all the breakthroughs that you have as you start to deploy this plan of attack in your life. Okay, so here's our third and final point that I want to make in terms of the teams that I've worked with and what I have observed, okay? So in our Transformational Leadership Masterclass here in Pittsburgh, I got to work with and train up, you know, some nonprofit leaders, some athletic directors, I mean, just people of all different backgrounds that really were committed to seeing transformation not only in their own heart and in their own home, but in society. They really want to see the world begin to experience more joy and more peace and more freedom. And they want to use their teams as a way to accomplish that. I think that's amazing. It's an honor to be able to serve them. And here's something we chatted about that is just consistently in the back of my mind and I felt like it would benefit you today as a listener. So often, when we try to get our team to complete a task... We simply tell them the task, give them an idea of maybe, I mean, this is like bonus, maybe what we're looking for, which in the military we call that the intent, all right? And a very important thing. It's the most important thing when you give someone a task is giving the intent, all right? When you give them a mission, give them the intent. We can talk about that in a future episode. And in our Blue Sky Leadership Strategy, I break that down a lot. But as we're focused on mission readiness, I want you to think about this. We say, all right, look, I want to prepare us to go to, let's say we got to go to another location. We got to, we want to get to the sea. All right. We want to, we want to get our ship on the sea, but we don't have a ship yet. So we need to build that. So we say, Hey, look, here's the material. Here's the task. Here's the timeline. Here's some people who, who you can use that are going to help you build this ship. All right. Now go build the ship. Right. And we give all these details around that ship, around that boat. Right. And we're like, Here's the manual to follow. Here's the standard operating procedures. You know, depending on who you are, I want you to think for a second. Is this how you've been trying to motivate and inspire others? Because that's not inspiration, all right? 
that's simply giving a task. I mean, this is where a lot of people struggle with delegation because they only do that. The secret to getting people to want to build the ship is to getting them to understand and appreciate and love the sea. See, as leaders, we don't talk about how to build the ship. We let our people discover that because they're better at that than you. All right? Instead, we cast vision that is so detailed, that is so inspiring and attractive that people say, I got to see this happen. I got to get to the sea. Are you catching me right now? We don't give the materials and just let them go do their own thing. We make sure that they have a hunger for the sea. They build the ship because they have a hunger for the sea. You start to explain and help them visualize and see, S-E-E, what the sea could look like. All right? So you're like, man, wait until we get out into the ocean. Man, wait until you see the, the <laughs> I almost said the animals. Wait until you see the fish. Wait until you see the whales and the dolphins. Man, it's amazing. Wait until you get your first night on the sea. There's nothing like it. There's so much peace. Man, and when the storms come, you're going to see how strong we are as a unit when we get out there. And wait till you see what the sea is going to take us to do. I mean, we're going through the sea because we're getting to this next location. And you start to create this hunger. Think of like, um, there's a movie... Uh, we call it Sea Monsters in my house, but it's uh, Sea Beast on Netflix. And on Sea Beast, right, these hunters, they love to be on the sea. Like, they don't, they prefer to be on the sea instead of on the land. It's like, hey, we're back on the land. Let's have a party. This is great. Now let's get back out there and hunt. You know what I mean? It's the hunter. I believe uh, Eric Thomas talks about this the gazelle, right? And he talks about how the gazelle and the lion, that's what it is. And he talks about how a lion just loves to hunt. They love the whole game, the whole sport behind hunting. See, that's the love for the sea. Don't just focus on the details for the ship. Instead, describe the sea. You got to slow down to do this. You personally have to see it in your mind. A lot of leadership is about helping people see what you see. It's about helping them visualize and experience something before it even happens. You know, hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. We live in a time where people need hope more than ever. I Man, become a hope dealer. Start giving out hope. Help them love the sea. And they'll build the ship. Remember how we started this episode, okay? I talked about really my philosophy on leadership. Because people always go, what is your philosophy? I'm like, well, first of all, I'm not an academic, so I'm not trying to give you just a philosophy here. I'm living it. Uh, it's more of a practitioner approach. But from what I've seen, you have a lens in the way you see the world. You have a lifestyle in the way you live. You have a language in the way you communicate. And it has to be built on the love that you have for others. That's it. That's what I help you do. That's what I'm helping you start to learn. We're focusing on the main thing because the rest will come. You're going to learn 
just by working with people, how amazing they are, how creative they are, how you're not the best person to accomplish the task. And if you think you are, that's called savior complex. All right? You don't need to be the savior to, the, to your unit or to your team or your organization. Instead, just be someone who helps them accomplish the work. Like, you take care of them. This is what Simon Sinek says. I want to I paraphrase. Simon Sinek says... Right, amazing leadership expert. He talks about our job as leaders is not to do the work, but to take care of the people who do the work. That's what I'm talking about in this episode. That's what I've learned by working with these amazing teams. And I hope that helps you today. I can't wait to be able to work with you more and to help you continue to expand as you learn to accelerate in your leadership. Now, here's the thing. Remember this. It all comes down to mission, mindset, and intentionality. You got to have that. Continue to develop that. The way you develop it, you get around more people who have it and it influences you. So what I want you to do as we wrap up this episode is I want you to look for one of these tactics that I've shared, one of these principles, and start to deploy them into your own life. Pick one and then start to use it this week each day. So if we talk about Penn State, this could be giving yourself a, a trigger and a response with clear language that's personalized to you All right, and your team. Go ahead and start to say that. Hey guys, when this happens, here's something I recommend we start to do. Hey, from now on, whenever we see this type of email, here's what we're gonna do. Just give real clear, easy language. Got it? All right, awesome. That's an option for you. We talked about St. Vincent College and some things that I observed there with progression. Are you giving people a plan of progression? Are you talking about what's coming up next? You're present in what's now, but when you talk about them, you're talking about where they're going and what's next, how you're working towards something. That's something I want you to consider to put into play right away as well, um, but just pick one for now, okay? Maybe your people need a very clear plan of progression. Just have that conversation saying, hey, here's where we're taking you. Here's what you can expect over the next year or two. They're going to stick around because they want to see what happens as long as you're actually acting on it and following up. All right, our last, our last thing with the leadership masterclass that I talked about, the love for the sea. Pull your whole team together and start to talk about love for the sea, whatever that means for you. Where are you going? What are we working towards? Is it a client's appreciation? You know, do you work for a hospital and you want to see uh, lives saved and changed because of better quality care? That's what we should be talking about, not the care itself. Not the, the micro, let them figure that out, okay? You're talking about the why, the intent, and you're making it visual. Consider putting that into play. So I gave you a, a lot of meat here from the teams that I'm working with. And there's some others as well, but this is what I wanted to really just give you the highlights. Um, if you ever want to go deeper into this, let's connect. Go to at lead with Adam you know, on social. Make sure to follow me. You're going to learn a lot more there. I put a lot of extra material out. But also, grab yourself a copy of that book, adamfjonesbook.com. Go ahead and grab that. It is going to, man, it's going to change your life. I'm very convicted on that. So as we wrap up, you remember this, right? Whether we're at the top of a peak experiencing all the success in the world, or we're at the bottom of a pit feeling depressed and anxious and like there's no way out, what do we do? We continue mission.